welcome to the chat. That's right, the Chucklehead Chat, a podcast hosted by me, Chief of the Chuckleheads. New topic each week with a great new guest host. Sit back, enjoy the show, be entertained, be educated, laugh, cry, hate it, love it, or fall asleep to it. It's okay because it serves a purpose. Welcome to the show. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Chucklehead Chat and one of my favorite guest hosts with me. Ty, you're back, baby. Hello. How's it going, man? Good, man. It has been a while. I feel kind of bad because I essentially ghosted you on this episode. (laughs) I I was looking through my emails and I had seen, um, I first originally emailed you about this episode on um, like September-ish. And so I was like, my my bad, man. I should have. Life got super, I always, I mean, you got a busy life too. I always talk about... Well, my life got busy. Well, your life gets your life's busy too. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so I was gonna. You're a dad, and you work full time, and yeah, yeah. stuff. Stuff. Ha- I I fully fully understand. It. Yeah, it's... so I've always, I appreciate you um, being able to, you know, just adjust with the schedule and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But I think we have a fun episode today. Sure. Um, I always send you these. I always appreciate you. Never like email me back or text me back and say this is the stupid idea. Why? What are we gonna do with this? But. I always kind of throw these ideas out there. So I think it's really cool. I was looking at my analytic, the analytics today and like, the, I think we've done four episodes together, four or five episodes and three of them are still three or four of them are still like the top five download of all the episodes I've had so far. So our first episode, ABA dreams is still the number one download. It that's still awesome. getting downloads like almost two years later, which is wow. pretty cool and kind of surprises that people surprises me. That people actually listen to stupid podcasts. <laughs> but I feel the same way about the one I do with my brother. I know. I can't I'm believe like, the numbers people on are, that one. People are listening. I just think, and I'm like, I'm an idiot, and I am very sporadic with my recording, and because I thought, oh, this would be so easy to do. I'll, especially with my format, I thought I'd be a genius and go, oh, I'll have like different people, and that was a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible we all idea. have grandiose ideas when we start. I know my brother and I, the podcast I do with him, it was. He, he has different ideas every time and still pop culture and sports. We haven't changed it in the four or five years we've been doing that. Yeah, and it's actually a really good podcast, The Ex-Millennial Man. Go ahead and Thank you. download, subscribe. Um, just do Chuckle Chat first before you do that. So <laughs> I always shout you out on our podcast. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I've, I'm a little behind. It's I'm trying to just get life figured out here and well like i was gonna say like you said with life we uh two weeks have been re- reissues because again life is yeah done. and i mean holidays and birthdays and school and all kinds of stuff going on did you guys have a good christmas we did we, it was it was nice and relaxing we got to see all the family um my dad went through radiation treatment he's fine oh so, man well he's he's fine so everybody just came in town and we got to spend time with them and it was good. How about you? Uh, it was good. It's. Um, I looked back and we were just before I hit record. We we're talking about our kids and we. Um, you know, my. You said your your kids are ten and seven, right? Yep. And yep. my kids are nineteen and sixteen. And <laughs> I look back and I think about Christmas of of times past and the difference between Christmas of a ten and seven year old versus a nineteen and sixteen year old, where we just. <laughs> So we, we wrap a few little things, sorted a tree, and yep. then I we I got some cash and put it in an envelope and wrote treat yourself on there and <laughs> nice. put them in their stockings. <laughs> and we went out the next day after Christmas and um, did some shopping, ate some lunch. We don't – man, it's crazy. Um, when kids get older and start driving and start doing their own thing, it's – I just treasure all the all the time that we do have together. But I, I it's just cracks me up from – 
Christmas whenever they were little. We my my niece and her kids were with us for Christmas, and it was fun. It was fun having some six and seven year olds in the house on Christmas. It did remind me of that. But it's I'm not gonna lie. It's uh it's kind of nice to have a 19 to 16 year old that would rather just have the old greenbacks than yeah, something under under the tree. So we we just wrapped up a few little just kind of. Just things that they thought would be a little funny, and then we just gave them cash, and they were very appreciative towards that. So it was pretty good. It was good to have family together, and yeah. just every, we hosted our house, so I cooked a big meal, and nice. we just had a lot of fun. So it was, it was good. Yeah, it's, um, you know, having a 10-year-old who, he's going to be 11 next month. He doesn't believe anymore. He knows, you know, the whole Santa thing, but my daughter, who's seven, still believes, so it's nice to... She's the only one. She's the youngest one in the family, so it's nice that she still has it. We get to look at Christmas through her eyes now, which is nice. Right. And it was, um, it's always, it's always fun to see different perspectives of, mm-hmm. of how people do Christmas and all that fun stuff. So today it's, we're going to, this, how, I might make some people upset with this topic <laughs> of this podcast. So my uh, wife in particular. Right? Oh no. Well, well, you know, no, I'm probably, on your side with this. Probably <laughs> mine, probably mine too, actually. So it was, um, we have done, we did, is Zach Morris trash? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a great episode. That was a lot of fun. And yeah. then I, my wheels started turning, and I started thinking, what if uh, we did this with some other TV characters? And the first thing that popped in my mind was, um, is Jim Halpert trash? Yeah. And I thought that it would be fun to do this episode because The Office first. Let's talk about The Office. Are you a fan of The Office? Yes. I. <clears throat> so actually, speaking of my wife, the first date we ever went on 16 years ago – I went to her apartment and we watched The Office. Oh, yes. That was what we did. So I always liked you guys. I, um, I've been a fan from the jump. I watched the British version, then I watched the American version. I remember speaking of Christmas one year, I got the first season of it on DVD because that's how old I am. Is I still have yeah. DVDs, and my entire family we all watched the entire first season in one day. I love the show. I like many other people thought when um, Steve Carell left it. You know, kind of went oh, downhill, yeah, tank, but tanked big time. I every se- every single season, every single episode, I've seen it. I watch it. I was watching it last night on Comedy Central with my yeah. Kids, so, so that's one of our. I, I'm I always talk about how cheap and frugal I am, but I pay for Peacock yep. just so, so I can watch. <laughs> yep. And I highly recommend it because of the the um, super fan episodes yep. with all the uncut episodes. So cool. When you watch that, you go, oh, that makes a lot of sense yeah. when you see those things. And, like, my wife is such a big fan, too, that when we go on road trips, we listen to the Office Ladies podcast. Yeah, that's what, that's what we – man, yeah. we did that whenever it first started. My wife was really big into the Office Ladies. And we – you know, speaking of Christmas in the Office, that was one of our – our kids are huge – you know, I've raised my children right. They are maybe it's good parenting, bad parenting. I don't know, but they are huge fans of The Office. That's and great. We, that was one of our gifts to them last year is that we did um, we bought tickets to the Office Experience up in Chicago. Nice, and so that's we awesome. And so we went up there, and it was it was really it was a really fun time that we did, and it was it was so cool to go through, and and it was just a fun time. And but The Office, do you, I've watched the first season of the British version. It's got two. It has two seasons. Were, yeah. were you a fan of the British vert? Um, so I'm weird where I I like really dry humor and I I enjoy it and I can see the appeal. It definitely it it, it takes time. You have to really kind of buy into how dry it's. It's not like the American version of The Office. Um, that being said, I think it's very well done. I'm not the biggest Ricky Gervais fan, but I... Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah, but I can see 
why it's so beloved, why people like it. Um, but the American version, being a typical American, I think is is far superior. Yeah, and I always um, in my house, I always get ripped because I'm a fan of. I really like the first season of of The sure. Office, yeah. but my my wife and kids like they always make fun of me because I, I really love the first season. I love the first. It's just <laughs> yeah. I think it's just just going and watching it. Um, Watching Steve Carell before he got hair plugs. And <laughs> yeah. When you look at his his glow up after se- after season one. Well, Sorry, I, Steve, if you're listening, I'm yeah. not making fun of you. Um, I'd do the same thing if my hair was gone. It's funny too. You mentioned the first season because my wife and I talk about it, and she she likes it, but she's not a big fan. And you and I have basketball in our background. I love the basketball. Yes, it's one of my all time favorite. That episodes. is a great because I it's the the trash talking and all just watching that, and I'm like I love that's one of my favorite episodes. I love the one with. When they do the basketball, so it's so the office. You know, if, if you haven't, you know, you've been living under a rock. If you never heard of the office, you need to be cultured. My and, seven-year-old knows. I told her what I was yeah. reporting about today. I don't like that show, Dad. She's seven. So. I have to. The only thing I have to like tone both my kids now. Like I said, I'm, my parenting is probably not the best, but there'll be times when the when either my 19-year-old son or 16-year-old daughter will throw in a that's what she said. And sure. I'll be guys, 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 come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's let's bring it down a notch. And and then I have to laugh because it was probably like, even though it's inappropriate, it was still like inappropriate. Yeah, it, it's it was, a well-crafted joke. Right. And so <laughs> there was um, a lot. I, I like The Office because it really, you know, propelled a lot of, you know, of these stars that were probably wouldn't ever be noticed. Maybe who knows if any of them would have been, who knows what, what they would have been or what they would have done without the office. So I find in, it just cracks me up when I see this, the huge St. Louis connection yeah. that all, there's all of these, you know, you have um, the person that plays Phyllis, you know, her name's actually, actually Phyllis, Phyllis yeah. and she is from, you know, South County area and she still lives down and down there, her her mother like her mother lives in the city. She still mm-hmm. goes down there and, and visits her mom. Then you have, of course, Jenna Fisher who plays yeah. Pam Beasley. She's from St. Louis too. And then you um, Kemper who played yeah. um, the new assistant. El- yeah, yeah, the new assistant. Whenever she came, Ellie Kemper. Is that her name? Ellie? Ellie Kemper? Yeah, yeah Ellie Kemper. Right. right. John Hamm was her drama teacher. Right. Yeah, at, at Burroughs, <laughs> nursery at the Burroughs. Yeah. But so it's just it really um, before we. And then two, before we really start breaking it down, let's talk about John Krasinski for a mm-hmm. second. I you know when you see him in the office, you're like, okay, he is he's he's all right. But whenever I went and saw thirteen have you ever seen Thirteen Hours to Begazi? Yes, I have. So there was a group of us, buddies of mine from church, we all went and saw that movie and I well, first of all, I just walked out of that movie feeling like a, a less of a man whenever <laughs> sure. it, it but then what I really thought was this dude's a legit actor. Absolutely. Whenever he was in that movie, he was he did such a great job. He's done, you know, he can do. I think he's a really versatile actor. Totally. I mean, you look at movies like so. <clears throat> I saw Thirteen Hours, same as you. Had this kind of feeling of oh, I need to do something with my life. But the fact that he wrote and directed A Quiet Place, and oh, then A and Quiet Place Two, like those are the type of horror movies I enjoy watching. And to see him in those, to see him in those with his wife and the stuff he did, it's just. I remember seeing A Quiet Place in the theater with my wife and thinking, I cannot believe Jim Halpert made a movie this well. Wrote, directed, did all this stuff with this movie. He's Well, and you even look at like Leatherheads with, with George Clooney that he did. It's not the best movie, but Still, I enjoy that I movie. I thought it was a pretty good movie, too. <laughs> yeah, I like, and he, he pops up in bit parts in movies from back when he was on The Office, and 
he's he's an incredible actor. He also seems like a really good dude and a really good dad. So I I'm a fan of his. Well, and then during during COVID, yep. whenever he the good did, news thing, yeah, yeah um, the the good news thing that he did, and he man, he just sparked. He really. I, that's when I also during COVID when he did that during. You know, he was doing a lot of different things, and I thought, man, this dude is – he's a good dude because yeah. I mean, he's a, he didn't have to do that. No. I mean, so he he was trying – whenever we were going through a dark place and basically the world when we were going through these – no one likes hearing this, but the unprecedented times. <laughs> um, and out of the abundance of caution, that's another classic one. Yeah. But, uh, no, seriously, though, when we were going through these this kind of scary moment in our life that we've never – us all, none, no one's ever endured yeah. anything like this. And he is this famous person. He could have been hunkered down, just not, but he was trying to make, he was trying to make the world a better place during totally. this time. And so I thought that I gained a lot of respect for him during, when, during that time. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> I've lived my entire life with anxiety. So when, you know, the pandemic hit and everything, I was searching for stuff like that. That was like a safety blanket for me whenever he started putting that out. It, it felt it, it was nice to see some good news. Yeah, and from a guy who's never dealt with anxiety <laughs> during the pandemic, it was hard for all of us. So Absolutely. I can only imagine what it was like for people <laughs> that deal with deal with anxiety and have tough issue tough issues like that. So it was yeah. cool that you know he was able to do do stuff like that. So you know we both think The Office is a great show. So that you know the premise of this episode is is. Jim Halpert trash. And so we're going to decide at the end if he is or isn't. And as I was going through all these different episodes, because I, you know, I didn't have to do any research on this. I've sure. watched, yeah. I've watched enough of this. I mean, the, the office ran from 2005 to 2013. I can remember when it first came out back in the day that when me and my wife would sit down and watch it on NBC when it was mm-hmm. actually live and we would, and you know, we, you look at a, even from the first episode, it kind of shows from the pilot episodes, it shows Jim's shenanigans. Absolutely. The very first things he does is he, um, you know, he pulls a prank on Dwight. Mm-hmm. The first thing he does is he puts, he puts his calculator in Jello. Stay at a stapler or something. In yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, I think it was a stapler, <laughs> stapler, calculator. Here I am. I'm, I'm a big fan. Apparently a big oh, fan and don't know what he... both of us could be right or wrong. You just never know what people on the internet are gonna say. Yeah. So. No, I don't I don't I don't care. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think it was a stapler. But and then so that shows the very cause that's never in- introduces Ryan for the first time and so the boss, Michael Scott, enjoys that prank. Uh-huh. And then of course Dwight doesn't. Like it would frustrate like I think frustrate about that, me. like what would what would I do if someone where I work you know, was constantly pulling these pranks. I mean, he's constantly through every season or every every episode. He's always pulling. Like some of them are pretty funny. Like totally. what, are, what are some of your favorite pranks that he does? <clears throat> well, I go back to season two when they go through every single prank that he's been doing with, uh, you know, putting the nickels in the headset and Dwight hitting himself or moving his desk a quarter of an inch every time he goes to the bathroom. When he goes through that slew of pranks. It's hilarious. I crack up and think, like, this is some of the funniest stuff that's ever been written. But much like you, I think if I were the Dwight in that scenario, how incredibly frustrated I would be having to deal with something like that. And I know my favorite prank is the nickels in the headset because to pull something off like that, you have to be devious, a little bit devious. But, God, that would frustrate me 
to no end if I had to deal with that over and over and over. I think some of the one of my favorites is the, well, the two of them is I think they're in a couple of the the cold opens is whenever he he imitates them. He comes he <laughs> comes in one. he comes in and he's like, Jim, what are you doing? And he just starts acting like him. And he starts bears beats Battlestar Galactica. So he's like. I didn't even have this and he gets so mad and Michael yeah and so he's like Mike and they're like Michael Michael and so it's really fun to, it's really fun to watch watch that kind of stuff and when he's you know like I said some of it is a little tongue-in-cheek and some of it like he said what I mean the nickels in the headset's pretty hilarious yeah. too uh he puts his he puts his desk in the bathroom oh yeah and he wraps his desk in wrapping paper everything in wrapping that, paper. that was actually pretty funny yeah totally I I'm not saying these aren't funny it's just the amount of work that he has to put into pranking somebody is more than he actually put into his well, job that he has. Yeah, how is he? I mean, is he a successful paper salesman? <laughs> I mean, I have to imagine because they do show moments where he's making big sales and he's doing stuff and he's able to buy a house for him and pay him and everything. But I don't know, man. I, I so I've been out of the working world for almost nine years now. Not out of it. I'm a stay-at-home. Yeah, guy. you know, you're you're you, have a, you, you play a very important role. <laughs> but, um, I just can't imagine the amount of time it would have taken me to pull any of these pranks. And again, I, I cannot state enough how much I like John Krasinski, and I did enjoy the character of Jim, but when you brought this up, some new feelings exploded out of me. Yeah, and so, and like I said, my my wife's not, probably not going to be thrilled when she hears this, but <laughs> I go through, I think about, you know, when season one, you know, they're him and Pam, you know, Pam's a receptionist. She's engaged or engaged. You know, I know they're not yeah, married, but they're, engaged. They're not, but they're engaged and they are, you know, they're always kind of, they're always kind of flirty and Jim and Pam. And so, you know, they're, you know, and, and sometimes I think what happens is you get these workplace friendships or yeah. whatever that sometimes kind of go a little too far. Absolutely. And I think maybe this is kind of where, where it started. And, they both like pranks. Right. They both yeah. like pranks. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. they're they're both uh they both like shenanigans. But then I think I think back on like she he was basically chasing after he it's like he didn't care. He was chasing totally. after chasing after this girl who was getting ready to get married. Now I know they never set a date or whatever at, no, th- but during the first season. Roy was Roy was this obstacle um that Jim had to get through so he could get to this woman that and yeah, I when they finally go on a date and everything, like when he t- turns down the job offer in New York and comes back and says it's a date, like that was a, a huge moment in TV. But yeah, you're right. He was, I, I, I always argue with my wife about this, that I, I, I don't like the term house, or not house, work wife or work husband. I think oh, that's I so like that. absurd. So, I think it's inappropriate. Yeah, and... exactly. And like you said, sometimes I feel like stuff like that can go too far. And Jim and Pam definitely went too far they and went, went over that ledge even more. They went way too far. And like even, <laughs> like I even think, I guess, I think it is season two, by the way, which is my favorite season. Mm, nice. There's so many great episodes, you know, whether it's, from whenever the client, which is hilarious with Tim, Me- with Tim Meadows, That's fantastic. Tim Meadows is awesome. <laughs> Valentine's Day is my one of my favorite episodes when he's going going to New York City and he's like, oh, New York City, off off to you know get get a big pizza pie. Da, 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 da. And he like walks in front of the Sabaros. Yeah. The irony in that is the best. You can get at Sabaros at Anywhere. any mall in the United States of America. And that's in New York City. That's where you get your favorite pizza. Uh-huh. That's your New favorite York pizza. Slice. But I think it was season two. I think it was season two where, 
you know, even the little things like when Dwight and Jim are at the they do their fight at the Taekwondo studio or whatever, the <laughs> yeah. karate studio. Uh, Michael and Dwight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, yeah Michael <laughs> and Dwight. They're at the. They go, everyone goes and how many how many work ever? You know, I know it's no. t- I know it's, <laughs> it's TV, TV yeah. and I know it's TV. I, I get that. However, how any work ever get how work ever gets done there is just. <laughs> You know how they're the number one branch in, the, yeah. in this company just, <laughs> just baffles me. Branch, yeah. <laughs> but even like they're at this, the whole office goes to this place to watch. Goes to the karate dojo to watch Dwight and um Michael yeah. fight because they talk about how because basically Michael felt like Dwight sucker punched him, but, so which good. was hilarious. <laughs> but there's a, there's a part of that episode that like kind of frustrates me is that when Jim like picks her up from behind yeah. and like, you could tell like she's kind of uncomfortable with it. She's like, put me down, put me down. And yeah. then they, uh, it's all weird. Right. It's all, it got really <laughs> weird and really weird and really uncomfortable. Then I'm like thinking, dude, you just picked up another girl, another yeah. dude's fiance. It's inappropriate to do stuff like that, especially around, all of your coworkers too, who they all obviously know that they like each other, but to that's again, that's there's this gray area and the whole work wife, work husband thing, which again, not a fan of that at all. But yeah, when he and I will give the the writers credit, like the way they handled that situation was good. Like for them to both be kind of embarrassed was good. But yeah, that's that's a bridge too far. Well, like they, you shouldn't have done that. And you made a good point when you said they all knew it because. I think once again in season two at Jim's barbecue, whenever she's trying to, when Pam is trying to put together that Dwight and Angela are hooking up, she goes to Phyllis and like, oh, like any office relationships. And she's like, well, I thought you and Jim were. you tell me, yeah. Right. And she's like, oh, you tell me. And she she thought, she was like, I thought you and Jim were going to do that. So it was, so everyone kind of, it was kind of like, to me, it was almost like the, like no one really talked about it, but did, I guess did, um. So we fast forward, fast forward over to, you know, two or three seasons. It was season at the end of season two, good old casino night, which is another classic episode, yeah. is where Jim actually kisses. Again, too far, dude. Kiss someone's fiance <laughs> after he talked to Roy. Also, because Roy tells him, you know, I'm tired. I got to go home. Keep an eye on her for me. Yeah, like, and he goes and kisses that's her. That's not an invitation to kiss. Dude should have got whooped, man. Yeah, for real. Just like, should have got whooped into next week. I and, just can't believe that. You know, I talk to people I know who like the show too, and fast forward a little bit to season three when everybody's like, "Oh, Roy shouldn't attacked him. Roy shouldn't have done that." I would have done the exact same thing Roy did if I had gotten back together with somebody I'd been with for a while, <clears throat> found out all this stuff about him. I now I don't know that I would resort to violence. I'm very. I, oh. I don't. I'm anti all that stuff. I'm very. Listen, uh, man. When it comes to my girl, I <laughs> exactly. Will, that's I, I, I just want you to know, like, I will. I will whoop you. I've been married uh, yeah. for 21 years. <laughs> like, you mess with my girl, I will. That's and, what I'm saying. And like, you know, I'm a. Everyone knows, like, I'm a Christian, but I'll still whoop you. It's yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. And like, and I'll I, pray for you later after I hurt you. It's <laughs> just how been, I roll. I'm just saying, you don't mess with my girl. I've been married for 13 years and been with my wife for 16 years, and it's just like. If anybody looks at her cockeyed, I'm ready to fight that. So right, if somebody had saying. kissed her, I would have done exact. I, Roy was not in the wrong at all, in my opinion. He no, he was no. he was a scorned lover, and like the way he reacted is exactly what I would have done. And uh, and I don't know, like I don't, I think almost like this is gonna sound weird when I say this, but I think <laughs> like Pam was almost taken advantage of. 
hundred percent. No, that's not weird at all. She wasn't like that's confusing. She her. wasn't like going. At, I don't think she was pursuing him. I think no, she he was, definitely was. Yeah, it was. Oh, I, don't, I don't want to use this word, but I'll use it. It's almost like Jim was a predator. Like he was. <laughs> it was almost he was preying on her. Well, he knew. Sucks. No, 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 he knew how Sorry, to. Sorry, <laughs> He knew what when again when they had that you know realization that they both like pranks together and everything i think jim knew that and used that to his advantage and that's kind of creepy like you can't do stuff like that to somebody who who's somebody who is with somebody else so then so he kisses that he kisses her she you know clearly they were they she kissed back or whatever then they stopped and He's like, oh, you're still going to marry him? And she said, yeah. So he, so fast forward after the episode, he goes to, he goes to, from Scranton to Stanford. Stanford, that's right, yeah. After, over to, to Connecticut, he gets the promotion. And then he, what I thought was really funny is, like, he goes there. And then, you know, there's some new characters, like mm-hmm. Karen and Andy. Yep. And he tries to pull the shenanigans on Andy. Yep. He puts <laughs> Andy his, wouldn't handle it. He puts his stapler in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way Andy Excuse reacted me. is great. I love that. He man, he kicks that stupid trash can, and uh-huh. Jim's like. <laughs> now we'll give John Krasinski credit. His faces are pretty hilarious. Oh yeah, was, he's just like he he does that look, and you know. So I I'm I'm assuming that the the pranks kind of slowed down. Yeah. That he didn't pick on Andy, but he was still he was still even picking on Dwight mm-hmm. from yeah. When they uh the whole the 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 season three premiere of Gay Witch Hunt with yeah. Oscar and he, D- Dwight and Michael I think call about Gator or something Gator, and yeah. he messes with him yeah I mean yeah he's still pulling pranks and then by by the way one thing we can I'm not quite sure if that show could have been made now no definitely not now, at least not that episode just yeah that something like that wouldn't fly but it, it, even so far like he doesn't just mess with him with the gaydar stuff too. It's also later on in season three with, um, he sends facts from right. future he Dwight. Stole which his, he stole that his might stationary. Be, yeah. That might be one of my favorite pranks too. When Dwight knocks the coffee out of uh, Stanley's mouth. He's like, no, you'll thank me later. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. But I will, I will, I can't say that. No, I don't want this to be offensive or anything when I say this, but the Gator episode was pretty funny because whenever yeah. Dwight's going over it, it's it's clearly a metal detector, a hundred percent, like that, like a metal, yeah. like a wand, and he hits his belt and it starts going off. And like I said, I'm not, I want, I'm not no. trying to be offensive, yeah. but it did make me laugh. Like I said, um, some of those episodes didn't age very well, no. and so you know we go through season three, and basically season three just goes Jim on. Jim is horrible to Karen in season three. I will say that right off the top. He is a terrible boyfriend to Karen. He's a terrible boyfriend. <laughs> and that's what goes back to, you know, he's, he goes and he does his thing with, you know, the the, Stan, the Stanford branch closes down and they, a, a few of a handful of people go back to Scranton. Like I said, somehow, you know, this, I don't know how any work ever gets done there, but whatever. <laughs> but no, they, they go back there and then Karen, you know, easily, and at this, uh, and you know, Roy and Roy and Pam are broken up now, yep. and yeah. Roy has no idea. Nope, nothing. Now I will say, Roy is. Let's just say he is probably a you know, product of his. Own, he's probably his own worst enemy. Absolutely, because he's he's kind of a tool. He's a total tool. He's he's a person I would never want to hang out with. And he he probably isn't a very good fiance or boyfriend. No. And you know he he does, you know, say some pretty hilarious lines like in you know 
season one, whenever it's the, I think it's, I think actually think it's episode six. It's the last episode of, of season one, whenever, you know, the girls in there selling the handbags. Oh, and yeah. He's like, <laughs> and he goes, uh, he says, Oh man, if I wasn't dating Pam and she's like, <laughs> we're not dating, we're engaged. <laughs> By the way, that's another great episode too. Yes. Back in season one, one of my favorite lines is whenever he's, uh, He's going on, and whenever they're sitting there, and Roy's like, "Well, what's your type?" And he's like, "Eh, you know, moms." Yeah, that's great. And then Kevin's mom, you know, Kevin's like, "Stay away from my mom." He's like, "Too late, Kev." Yeah, that's so good. So there's, you know, the writing is excellent on this show. Brilliant. So, so season three, you know, Roy and Pam are broken up. Karen and Jim start dating. They're so it's kind of this weird, like, uncomfortable, absolutely uncomfortable love triangle that maybe really isn't quite a triangle yet, yeah. but it's just one of them things where Karen kind of sees it, but Absolutely. doesn't really notice it quite yet. Like she can't really, she sees it, but she can't quite place it. And then something's off. Yeah. Right. But then mm-hmm. like, there's other things where things come out where I think people say that, Oh, Jim had a crush on Pam mm-hmm. and like they were trying, you know, they were trying to get together or whatever. And she, I believe Phyllis and her on a sales call. Phyllis right. like, I'm glad you're with Jim. He was so hung up on Pam. Right. And so, you know, she, Phyllis kind of throws him under the bus and which, uh-huh. you know, good for her. I mean, absolutely. But like I said, she, you know, he pretty much, she pretty much moved there for him. Yep. She I mean, did. that, that was the premise of it. Yeah. So and then Roy, you know, was trying to, he's trying, he's kind of trying to, to learn from his ways mm-hmm. and he, yeah, up. I mean, he's, you know, trying to, trying to do better. He, him and Pam towards the end of season three, kind of, kind of start maybe yeah. middle of season three, kind of start dating again. And I will say credit to Pam is that she was trying to be honest. And that's Absolutely. what she had talked about that they had kissed. Mm-hmm. And yep. this is when I totally, <laughs> I'm on board with, I wish, out of all the stuff that the writers of The Office did, I wish they just would have, like, let them fight. I wish they would have let Jim get whooped. I also I, – I, the only thing I don't agree with Roy is I wouldn't have smashed a bar. But as you said, part of his upbringing, that's the people he spends his time with and everything. But it would have been nice because as much as people like Jim, the character Jim or whatever, he can't fight. And no. Roy would have – I think even Pam says something about when they have the Flasher episode – about oh if Jim had been the flat and she just stops talking about it, but yeah. Roy would have absolutely destroyed Jim Halpern, and he would have been right to do so. Absolutely, <laughs> you kissed this girl, man. You need yeah. to, that's a butt whooping waiting to happen. Well, and like I'm, I, I, you know, my wife even says that I'm like the least chauvinist dude in the world. But when it comes to my wife, that's it's off limits. I know, man. <laughs> Listen, when it comes to your wife and your kids, a whole other part of you, absolutely, a right? whole other part of you that you didn't even know existed, all of a sudden it comes out. You're like, oh, wait a minute, where'd yeah. that come from? <laughs> exactly. But so you know his, and then what kind of frustrates me too with season three. Well, not frustrates me, just you know, just the the tool baggery of um, I don't know. If that's a word, but I just made it yeah, up. Yeah, it's a word now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And but no, with Jim and you know, he even tries to get Karen in on the pranks, and she's yeah. like, "I'm trying to work here." Yeah, she wants to get work done. <clears throat> she has no interest in the nonsense that they have going on, and Jim is such a little baby about it. He's such a baby. <laughs> yeah. And then he go, goes and he, you know, 
pulls Pam back uh-huh. into doing it. And so it's kind of like... Because he knows he can do that. Yeah, see, <laughs> predator, predator. Yes, 100%. Man, he preys on people. So the more I think about this, the more I'm like, oh, man, why, why, do, why are we doing this episode? I'm going to get boycotted here. No, no, no. I no, think there's I'm not a trying to change people. people's perspective of it. <laughs> no. I think there's people that think this way, too. Absolutely. Now, I can say, like, and this is the same thing, too, whenever they, whenever they take... Andy's phone and they throw it in the drop in the drop ceiling and, and they start on it over and over again. and it like that's whenever he punches the wall because he's so frustrated <laughs> yeah. he has to go to anger man well he's frustrated at that and he can't become the brown noser he's trying to with with uh with Michael Scott's character. Yeah, so. that's he had the great line of, I'm sorry I'm annoying you with my friendship. <laughs> so good. That was my favorite version of Andy, yeah. too. Just like a quick little tangent the, where he's all brown nosing but like angry all the time like i don't like how they constantly changed andy's character but my favorite version was the original version of andy yeah i'm not i'll say i was it's funny you said that because i was actually thinking about that the other day it's like it really is interesting with why they why they felt it was necessary to change his character so much from season three to season nine whenever the show ended and it was like they took him from like this I don't know if this is the right word to even use, but he was almost like this, almost like from this alpha male totally. to this like real weak kind mm-hmm. of, I, I found it really, I found it, it's yeah. almost fascinating. It's like, crazy. I would love to, if I ever have a chance to talk with the writers, he, I mean, can you guys hit me up on the, please on the Twitter I or would, my uh, Gmail? I love Mindy Kaling so much. I would so love to talk to her. My yeah. wife would be so jealous if I got to talk to Mindy Kaling. She's pretty, she's pretty funny. Even she says the office couldn't be made again. She, yeah. the office is nothing without her. Uh, she was, she was like the genius by, and that's what I found listening to office ladies is that Mindy Kaling wrote some of our favorite lines, some of the stuff that's all memeable and quotable. Now that came from Mindy Kaling is a genius. No, she, she does some, some good stuff. She's pretty funny. Yeah. So what I do like about what the office did in, uh, maybe season, uh, maybe, I don't know if it's eight or nine. I don't think it's the last season, but they go through and they kind of bring Roy back. They go yep. to Roy's wedding. Yep. And so they He's kind of, and I love, <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that they, you know, they kind of, the, their perspective, whenever they were going to go to their wedding, that this was probably going to be some, I don't know, some Hoosier wedding in a backyard. Tammy's have some, like a banana because she yeah. thinks there's going to be hot dogs. Right. At it. Yeah. So she thinks it's going to be like hot dogs and a ham sandwich or something. And, it, and it's just really like Beautiful. Bo- bougie type <laughs> of setup. And they're like, what? But basically, he got he was super successful. He yeah. went created a gravel company and Had made a lot of money. Learned how to play piano and played it for his wife and everything. Sang, sang, sang is for and you could see like the look on Pam's face. Like, yep. well then, yeah. <laughs> Where was this guy when I was engaged to him or whatever? But yeah, and let's talk about Jim. Is it appropriate that Jim bought a house without telling her? No, it's not. Thank you. I, so this is one area. My it's wife not romantic. Agrees. No, it's one area where my wife agrees with me and. This is just my pers- personal stuff, but I'm very minimalist, like as little as possible. So she would never, ever want me to go out and buy a house without her seeing it first and thinking, okay, this is what we can do with it. That, That is not a good surprise to me. I wouldn't go out and buy a car without my No, like, absolutely I would just, not. Oh, man, I just couldn't. I had to get a new car recently <clears throat> a couple of months ago because I was, again, accident, everything's fine, everybody's fine, but... I was in constant communication with my wife when I was buying a car right. for myself. This is my car that I drive every. And that's day. what my when my wife bought her car back in 2019. She was, 
she was like, I was like, and I was fine. I said, just buy it. I don't care. Buy what you want. And she ended up when she, but she was like texting me all like throughout the yeah. whole process. But I couldn't imagine him going and just, you know, just, I mean, it was his child. I mean, it's childhood yeah. home too. It's kind of weird. Well, and like the jokes of, oh, that's my mom and dad's room. We can't go in there. I'm like, don't, that, you're, you're yeah, starting a life with this person. In yeah. This that's, house. Su- like, that's super weird. And then I, f- so you fast forward to like probably season seven or eight. No, nah, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe yeah. eight or nine when he starts the the company with his friend. Yeah. And he's really doing a lot of this like shit. I don't know. Shady stuff is the word, but he's. <laughs> he's not talking to Pam about it. No, he's not being a good partner. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. not. I mean, marriage is all about being a partner and it's about like bringing people up to speed on things. You don't go and like basically because her whole perspective was. They were never going to move from Scranton to Philadelphia. Yeah. That they just thought it was like, and, you know, and it takes off or whatever. And they end up, that's what they end up doing. But it's really just one of them things where he doesn't really, he's very selfish. A hundred percent. I think <clears throat> what gets me the most about those later seasons when he started that company is when Pam is trying to deal with two kids uh, by herself because he's working there and they're going, she's going to CeCe's recital. And oh, yeah. Jim, basically yells at her for not knowing how to use a phone and like what pam did i've done that before i've messed up I, right my son had a strings concert at school and where i sat i couldn't see him so all my videos i'm holding my camera i'm doing i'm holding my camera up high but my son's not in any of them. my wife's like well at least i could hear him play but the way jim reacted the way he scolded her for he could have went he could have been there he was so singularly focused on what he wanted to do. And I know some people would be like, well, he let Pam go to art school and blah, blah. That was before they had kids. That was way different. Well, and that was before, before they, they had married kids. Then, and then. Yeah, it's like this is the way he treated her was, again, I don't want to say abusive, but it wasn't good. The, the way he reacted was it was an overreaction. He shouldn't have done that. Agreed 100%. Let's talk about Roy's perspective for a second. Okay. So... <laughs> Roy just kind of this, you know, he's really from season one, he's portrayed as just this big oaf and yep. he's, you know, your typical blue collar works in the warehouse kind of guy. Not attentive. Yeah. Just yeah. like not really like he just is very hands off in his relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it even shows like, you know, throughout different parts of the, the series where he like leads just like that, just catch a ride with someone else yep. or whatever. And basically yeah, he like, does it. He doesn't like he doesn't go with Pam to Jim's barbecue. He doesn't, you know, the only thing they really go to together is the whenever they're on the booze cruise. Yeah. You know, then that's whenever they announce that, you know, they're gonna with their wedding date and <laughs> yeah. you know that they were like re engaged or, or whatever. <laughs> and it just I look at, you know, He's who's probably a terrible fiance. Totally, there's no doubt about it. He was not there. He was not present. He might have been there physically, but mentally, and he was not present in that relationship at all. Not at all. And so, what I feel like we we talked about this a few minutes ago. I feel like his whenever he found out that they kissed while they were together, his reaction was appropriate. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wish they. One, I mean, I don't know. Was that a fireball offense? Should he have been fired? No, because. So, again, I've been out of the working world for almost nine years now, but I got into lots of fights with people. Now, nothing where it was ever like we were going to throw hands, but we'd yelled at each other and right. we got written up. That That's was that awesome. was what happened. 
there were write-ups. It was never nobody ever got fired over it. And within a day or two, everything was fine. That's awesome. And you're getting you're getting squabbles. <laughs> I, man? I, I used to get frustrated about nonsense. This was again. Was this years, back in your denture making days? <laughs> yeah, denture making days years and years ago before I became a father and before I you know found meditation and running to help me calm down. <laughs> so, but again, I would get into squabbles with people, especially my supervisors, which. That was dumb. Don't do that. If you're young and you're working, don't fight with your supervisor. Yeah, I think about the different things when I was young. (laughs) Yeah. But, no, like, it never never resulted in firing. It was always, come, we're going to talk about this, you'll get a write-up, and we move on. That was how we dealt with it. Yeah, I I don't think he should have been fired. But, because he didn't, I mean, like, he didn't hit anyone. No. Well, Dwight saved the day. Dwight is the hero. Dwight in all is the of this. man. Like, He's always. That's what I think we need to do at another time. Is Dwight Schrute is a hero. Dwight, it should. Dwight is the greatest character to come out of the office, in my opinion. I would definitely, I would definitely agree. That sounds like another podcast to me. <laughs> did I mean this is probably more of a rhetorical question, but did did Jim break up Pam and Roy? Yes, a hundred percent. There's no doubt about it in my mind. And you know, you talk about Roy, Roy. Roy, we talked about Andy and how his character was different. Roy grew and had a nice character arc, yeah. even though he's been. One of my favorite things that Roy ever did on that show was when they all met up for drinks after the auction, whenever that season was with Amy Ryan um, as Michael's girlfriend. But when my Pam or Jim was talking about, oh, Pam went out with her friends till four in the morning, left a message, blah blah blah, and Roy said to him, "You were Pam's friend," and I think that's Roy realizing, right. like, okay, I should have been more involved, but yeah. You kind of broke us up. Like, that was him calling him out on it, essentially. Did. And then it goes further down the road where, like, there was I've, – I've read different articles, too, where the the writers wanted Jim and Pam to have a divorce. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Like, and But Jim – but John Krasinski kind of put a stop to it. And I think that's – like, because of the way they built that love story up, I think that would have been a mistake because those two are supposed to be the quote-unquote – perfect couple like i mean even when pam's parents went through their breakup it was looked at as well that's not going to happen to us because jim is my soulmate so i'm glad they didn't go that route but i don't know was is their love story essential to the office no i think the best again talk about my man dwight the best love story on that show is dwight and angel yes without a doubt in my opinion they're the they are the true you know power couple of that show and then i'd say even second is michael and holly to go beyond that. So that, oh, that's does, my opinion. Where does Oscar and Gil ring? Uh, yeah, Oscar and Gil, <laughs> they were only together for like a season. Uh, I know. Oscar and uh, Angela's ex-husband, too, we could the, say. The senator. The senator, yeah. The state senator. That was, Oscar always puts in there. <laughs> uh, that was one of my favorite my favorite episodes when um, Dwight finds out, like goes and whenever he, oh, fake, yeah. whenever he fakes, whenever Oscar fakes Fake's sick. sick, yeah. And then, or whenever... On Gay Witch Hunt, whenever Oscar has to come out, and at the very end of the episode, Gil picks him up, and he goes, and Michael's looking down and goes, I wonder if Gil knows. I wonder if Gil knows. (laughs) His roommate Gil. You idiot. His roommate Gil. I wonder if Gil knows. (laughs) But yeah, no, Dwight and Angela are the power couple in that. I think think it was essential to get viewers hooked, but then so much other great stuff came out of that that series. Yeah, it's really, I, I feel like, well... Our household is very adamant that once Steve Carell left, they probably should have. They should have done. They should have just stopped. ended yep. it. So it was very. 
Oh, jump the shark is what they the old yeah. term they used to use. It was, you know, the Steve Krell left in season seven. They used did two two seasons without him, and it, it was a train was, wreck. I will I will say it was not good. I will say I thought <clears throat> the series finale was oh well done. It was great. Yeah, yeah they I brought it was very you well know done. they brought Michael Scott back. Yeah, they exactly. Um, you know he had a very short basic you know cameo you got to say that's what she said that's right (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean everything and i i enjoy james spader as an actor oddly i've become a fan of his as i've gotten older but they should have gone with ray romano or jim carrey or somebody it would have been i don't know that it would have worked but and like even an actor i adore will ferrell he didn't fit in that world michael scott is such a singular character and steve carell will always be the star in my opinion right and i felt like with jim spader they just um went the opposite of what yeah steve carell was totally. that's what they had to do because if you get i felt like if you did done a ray good old ray romano or a jim carrey it would have probably tried to just duplicate what it already was which you yeah. know good bad or indifferent i i don't know but i well, just those those last two seasons really weren't not good weren't that great well and like you said when the show came out none of these people not even steve carell like i knew steve carell from um the daily show that's where i saw him right. but he wasn't a star ray romano's a star right jim carrey's a star i think they thought well james spader used to be but he's not anymore they should have found somebody more in that vein of who steve carell was at the time they put him on that show Agreed. And so before we wrap up, we need to decide, is Jim Halpert indeed trash? Yes, I think uh, absolutely man, I he is. It. <laughs> is this going to make your wife upset when you say this? She will probably debate with me about it. We'll have a nice, good, long conversation. And that's I love talking about this stuff. So, so I, I agree 100% that Jim Halpert is... Jim Halpert's kind of a punk, man. Yeah, absolutely. I love John Krasinski. I, yes. You know, I love Jim Halpert yes. as a character. I don't take away that I don't dislike him, but you got to look at a different perspective. He's basically, you know, kind of a bully. Yep. He, you know, went after a girl that was engaged. Yep. Went treated at, Karen bad. Treated Karen horribly. <laughs> got upset at a lot of stupid, silly stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, bought a house without talking to yeah, his fiance. Yeah, bought, bought a it. house. With, <laughs> I mean, I guess in fairness, you know, they kind of wrapped it up when she sold. She sells yeah, the house without telling them. But <laughs> but that was to feed his yeah his, his career. Yeah, yeah. And so I would agree. So we, we we both have decided that Jim Halpert is trash. Um, if you disagree, let me know. I'm always interested in in some feedback. I get some emails every now and then, nice. which is kind of weird. Yes. Well, I'm not weird, but it's just like, oh, it's cool. People are listening it's interesting, and, yeah. and interacting. But um, before we close it up, Ty, go ahead and talk about what some of the stuff you do. Yeah, um, like supporting you and your brother. Yeah, come check out Seedsing S E E D S I N G dot com. I do all the pop culture and sports writing over there. I'm writing stuff all the time. Check that out. That's anywhere on the internet. And then you can hear me and my brother on our podcast, the X millennial man podcast, rate, review it, download it. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Again, it's just me and my brother talking. I, I really appreciate you having me on this. I love doing this. this I know it's always fun. And I don't say this just because we've been friends for a long time. I really mean this. Um, you're right. Your stuff you write on seed sings. Awesome. Thank you. I, I read it. A, I read it a lot. I'll go through spurts where I don't read it, but oh, then yeah. I'll, I'll have some downtime. I'll oh, see what let's see what Ty's put up there, and so I'll go through it. And I'm like, some, man, some of your stuff is really good. So Thanks I always endorse that. Ty and his brother and SeedSing.com, and it's it's just a good uh, 
fun to just watch what you put on there and listen to the ex-millennial man. And please just appreciate everyone listening. I, I'm, I'm super excited. I got a, I got a um, few listeners in Australia now. So nice. I'm, I'm one <laughs> continent short. I, I need someone to listen from Antarctica. And for if, your Australian listeners, I know it's New Zealand show, but my daughter and I love Bluey. Oh, yeah. It's like our favorite show on TV. So. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, Ty, always, as always, always pre- appreciate having you on, man. It's Thanks always again. fun listening to our different perspectives. I guess we'll have to do an episode of where Dwight is the superhero and we'll have to go through and talk about all the stuff that he does. But Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can always hit me up on the girl Twitter, chucklehead chat or the Gmail at chucklehead chat pod at gmail.com or my personal Twitter at G Adams 81. Have a happy new year, everybody.